Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Growing up in New Zealand was a great place to grow up, and um, there was a, a drink that you can still buy there. It's called L&P. Exactly right. You've tasted and you've seen that the Lord is good in the promised land. That's right. It's a land flowing of LMP and other good things. But there was a catch cry and um, this, this drink, uh, uh, the catch cry went like this, LMP kills the meanest thirst. And the truth is that it was a sugary drink that didn't kill your meanest thirst, but what it did was actually made you more thirsty, but it was good. Actually, you know, LMP was a wonderful drink, still is, and they do have the sugary, sugar-free vi- um, varieties now. But the catch cry kills the meanest thirst. Actually, for me, it was a bit of a special thing. Um, I can remember actually the very first message I ever preached about or ever spoke about was the fact that Jesus Christ was the greatest thirst quencher. And my opening line was, LMP kills the greatest thirst. But uh, I can hear that laugh. I can hear a on the front row, thank you much. But, you know, uh, the truth is, um, as I said, New Zealand was a wonderful place to grow up. Like you, there are things from your childhood that you remember. I remember times being really thirsty, parched as. Uh, but there are times where I just remember having an incredible thirst uh, for different things in life. I was always um, on the outlook for a bit of fun. Sometimes it wasn't necessarily the best kind of fun. But there were times where I was thirsty and I knew that there had to be more to life than this. I remember growing up in the church that I grew up in and it was like it was a very traditional church. And I loved so many elements, but there was a thirst and this desire in me. There's got to be more than this. There has to be more than this. Or I could probably be one of the elders because it's one of those fancy chairs. Have you ever been really thirsty for something? Have you ever experienced extreme thirst where you, maybe it's just like you've been out, you've been exercising, running, doing something, and you're just thirsty? Or maybe you've just woken up and you've been catching flies all night, and you know you're thirsty because you have a dry mouth. You know, there have been many times where I've experienced like a real dehydration. It doesn't make you feel very good, and the thing you need to drink is water. But there have been times when I've been on a building site years ago, and experienced that just immense heat and just like needing to drink more. And here's a statement for you. The hotter the days, the more you need to drink. The hotter the days and the challenges that you face in life as a Christian, the more you need to drink. Where do we go to drink? We drink from God's Word. It nourishes, it sustains us. There was a time here in, um, in Australia, it was a, I'd come to a board meeting that was here on a sad day. David, you might remember it. Um, and Joe, you might be remember it, and you know Matt and Pastor John, you might remember this when you watch this later on. But it was an extremely hot day, and I decided that I'd get dropped off here, and then I'd bike home, being an avid cyclist. David's nodding, and the only problem was I didn't anticipate the talking in the board meeting to go so long. Everybody seemed to have something to say. It was good though, all right. <laughs> but also the time went on later in the morning, and. Um, and I found myself getting away from here at Life Source, not unhappy or disgruntled, but it was getting hotter. And as I rode, I began to think, oh my, it's so warm. I got to Manly um, on the way home because I go that way home. And I stopped, filled up my water bottle, drank, filled up my water bottle, rode, 
And before long, I noticed that I wasn't very much further down the track and I was really thirsty. And my body was beginning to get covered in salts and things and, and I still looked really good. Um, <laughs> but I found myself having to stop. And I had to go and I get, get the tap, tip it over my head once I fill my water bottle, drink and drink and drink. Have you ever been in that situation where nothing seems to hydrate you? I get three quarters of the way home and my friend Omar who I used to bike with a lot, he rings me and goes, help. And I'm thinking, do you need water? I have a flat tire. (laughs) So I, being a caring person, I stopped. And um, and I helped Omar with his tire. But the problem was I was still really hot, still getting really dehydrated. And I was actually meeting Pastor John to go out to Fairfield. And so I ended up calling Rachel, come and get me. I need a bit of help here, but being so dehydrated and having to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and feeling like it wasn't doing much good. When we thirst, it's a sensation that takes place in our bodies. They don't actually know what causes you to feel thirsty or what causes that, like, that need in the back of your throat. I feel like I just need to drink something. But it's a desire to drink. When you're thirsty, it's having a thirst, a craving for liquid or a... Uh, uh, a gr- like ground where it's dry from, you know, the sun or a, that pot plant, that favorite one that somebody gave you when you promised yourself that you'd look after it and now it looks kind of a bit like that and but needs a bit of water. But when you're thirsty, there's nothing that satisfies like water. There's something that your body needs and it's actually water. We need to keep drinking water to maintain good bodily health. They say 60% of our body weight is actually fluid. But water is a huge part of it, and we must drink. If you don't drink, it's not good for your health. That affects your ability to think, your ability to function. You've got to drink water. You know, you can thirst and you can long for many different things in life. You can thirst for water, which is a natural thirst. You can thirst for affection. For whatever reason, you thirst or you crave affection. You can be thirsty for it. You can thirst for attention. Somebody notice me. Please notice me. You can be thirsty for somebody to notice you. And right now that's speaking to somebody in the room. You can thirst for belonging. The fact that I just want to belong. We believe the Bible says this, that it's good to belong before you believe. Jesus, when he met people that didn't know who he was, he didn't ridicule them. People that were caught in acts of sin. He didn't ridicule them. He said, it's okay. You can be long before you believe. Come on a journey with me. But there are people that you're looking for a sense of belonging, but it's all about how you see yourself and you think others don't like you. But they actually do. We can thirst for belonging. We can, we can have a thirst to learn, a desire to um, gain and, and more information and to have knowledge. But knowledge on its own, the Bible says, it just puffs up. But we can still be thirsty for it. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to learn, is there? You can be thirsty for a lifelong partner. And all you young people said, that's true. Even the children of Israel were thirsty. You know, and there are times when we're thirsty for things and things don't quite go our way. And we find ourselves thirsty, but we're not being satisfied. Maybe you're here today and you find yourself at a place that you never dreamed you'd find yourself in. 
Maybe it was a result of some of the decisions that you made or a result of things that happened in your life or around your life that were out of your control. The good news is it doesn't have to stay that way. But I want to ask you today, what are you thirsty for? What is it that you just long to drink? For me, when I was in that very hot day, I think it was 45 degrees, and I was out there riding, I know, Kiwis go out in the hot sun. Uh, But the truth is that nothing satisfied like cold water. The good news is no matter what you're thirsty for right now, no matter how you're challenged, things don't have to stay the way that they are. You know, God didn't save you. He didn't bring you out like he brought the children of Israel out of captivity for no reason. He wanted to take them to a promised land, a good place to care for them. They didn't have to spend the the 40 years wandering around the wilderness. They could have gone in there in a matter of weeks. But they found themselves wandering in a wilderness. God doesn't bring you out of situations or bring healing and wholeness to let you go back there. The Bible makes it very clear in Jeremiah 29, 11, there's plans are for good, not for bad to give you an incredible future and a hope, but not even to abandon you. Matthew tells us in chapter 11, sorry, chapter 28, that he is with us always, even to the end of the age. The truth is that God has come to give us a life and a life more abundantly, and life to the full. It's interesting that word more is not actually meant to be there in the original transcripts. But God has come to give you life abundantly. Full stop. The NIV reads like this, that they may have life and have it to the full. The New Living Translation says this, a rich and satisfying life. Or the Message Translation, a real and eternal life. Better life than they have ever dreamed of having. God came to give you an incredible life. So when he brings you out, he wants to satisfy and lead you into something fresh and new. Maybe you're here today and you're thirsty for forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is an interesting topic, isn't it? I found in my own life that I can't forgive what I can't remember. And I found myself at times over the last couple of years sitting in a place where I was remembering as I was unpacking boxes that had been encouraged to unpack and sort out for quite some time. And um, I just pushed them to the side because it was a little bit painful because I needed to forgive and I need to remember so that I could forgive. Maybe you're here and you're looking for forgiveness. Maybe you're thirsting for somebody to forgive you for what you did. And you've never been able to feel that forgiveness. Or maybe you're here and you're thirsting for forgiveness for sin that separates you from God. Let's just underscore something here, that there's nothing that can separate you from God's love. Nothing. The Bible makes it clear, no height, no depth. Nothing can separate you. Nothing that happens in your life to you, to you in your lifetime can separate you from God's love for you. Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger or sword. Maybe you're here and you're thirsty to be a better husband. Maybe you're thirsty to be a better wife. Or maybe you're thirsty to become a better father. As a dad, I look back over my relatively short life and I go, there are things I wish I could do different. I can't change the past, but I can certainly determine what my future lives like. But my past has no right to dictate to my future as long as I live it under the power of the cross. 
Maybe you're thirsty to be a better follower of Christ and grow in your relationship with Him. I wonder if we were to take a snapshot of what your life looked like and where nobody else was looking and you know, you've, you've accepted Christ and He's your Lord and your Saviour, but for whatever reason you find yourself and your life is not a reflection of an overflowing, abundant, living water stream that the Bible talks about. Maybe there are reasons for that. And we're going to have an opportunity to respond a bit later on. I love what we read in Isaiah 55, verse 1. It says, Come all, you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. What a beautiful invitation to anybody. No discrimination. No ex- exclusion. No minorities that this is for, but come all who are thirsty. Come to the waters and drink. The water is a picture of abundant stream or heavy rain, an overflowing, a gushing, refreshing, reviving stream that you just want to dive into because it looks so good. You know, the, the, it also speaks about God's grace and His comfort. It's not just natural water that he's inviting us to drink of. Even though natural water in its purest form actually is living, he's saying there is another water you can drink from that'll sustain you spiritually. Come and buy wine, commonly used in feasts and common as a common drink, a substance that exhilarates or makes glad the heart an emblem of the blessing of salvation, to cheer people despite their circumstances that they might find themselves and come by water, come by wine that will refresh, that will bless, that will encourage you, milk, something that that is nutritiously good for you, that will nourish you. God's Word, I found, nourishes me. There are times when I read it and I reread it and then I read it again and because I'm probably a bit more awake maybe or taking a bit more notice or there's something that just jumps out of the page at me, but it nourishes me. Have you ever found yourself that you can read just such a small piece of Scripture, Kathy? Can you ever, and it's almost like it just you live on that thing. For me, recently it was John 10.10, 10, that I've come that you might have life in abundance. And I found myself sitting at a kitchen table while I was in New Zealand and not drinking LMP, but I was sitting there and I was thinking about life more abundantly and I asked myself the question, is my life a picture of flourishing? And I had to ask myself, the areas that are not flourishing, what are they? And what are the areas that I can list that are flourishing? And I had to stand back and say, the truth is, these are far from flourishing and this is kind of flourishing these areas over here. But God, when I find, when I take one verse sometimes, like John 10, 10, it nourished me, it fed me, it was nutrients to me. God's heart is that his gospel would be a blessing to us, that it would nourish us, it would feed us, feed our souls, and that the good news of salvation would make us glad. Time goes very quickly. I agree. I concur, Pastor John. Jesus found himself when he's talking to the woman at the well, John 4. What a beautiful passage of Scripture. 
Here's a lady that has come to draw water. Jesus has been on a journey. I think about his feet. I think about how maybe how tired they would have been and how sore. And he sits down and he is naturally thirsty. And he says to a lady that's there, Oi, give me a drink, eh? He says to her, could you please, oh, could you please, may you please give me a drink? And she goes, you shouldn't be talking to me. You're a Jew. And we don't have a lot in common. And actually, there's a lot of animosity here. And Jesus goes on to say, yeah, but if you were to realize that the water I'm talking about, as well as that there's a water that's not like any other kind. It's a living water. And the lady goes, you know, what do you mean a, a living water and you'll never thirst again? You can see her thinking, because maybe I'm just a little bit like that. I'm, what do you mean I'll never thirst again? I always get thirsty, always drinking water. And she was thinking she wouldn't have to go back and draw water again, naturally speaking. But he's talking about a water that will sustain, a water that's living water, thinking that this is what this lady needs. This lady was thirsty for love. This lady was thirsty to be included and to be accepted. This lady was like your friends that don't know Christ. This lady was looking for answers in all of the wrong places. And, you know, Jesus said to her, you know, go and get your husband. She goes, well, that's right, you've had five. And it wasn't the fact that it was about the five. It was about the fact that Jesus knew. But he didn't say, oh, you bad person. He said, go and get them. And she did. And we read about this incredible revival that took place. But just like your friends, this lady had been looking for love. She'd been looking for acceptance. She was obviously looking for something more in life. There was a hole in her that could only be filled by one thing. When Jesus, when God created you, he created you spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit can only be satisfied by drinking the right kind of thing. Believe me, I've tried and I tried for a long time to find other things that would satisfy the thirst that I had in me, but it would never be satisfied apart from a relationship with Jesus. There were times where I felt like something was wrong. There were times in my own life where I just felt like that something was missing, like that something had gone wrong. I couldn't explain it as like I was thirsty and wanting something, but I couldn't articulate what it was. What it was, was I was out of relationship with God. I was living literally in a dehydrated Christian state. And it was okay. I just turned up to church, you know, faked it till I made it. Oh, till I made it. Sorry, that wasn't very good English, was it? Just wiped that out of the, okay, thank you so much. Don't put that in the chat. He said, maked it. But the truth is that I was living in a way that I was dehydrated. I wasn't reflecting an abundant life, but it wasn't God's fault. It was my fault. I walked away. I allowed myself to have, to have just one degree of separation. And before long, I was out here and he was over there. I couldn't articulate what was wrong, but something was missing. And what I was drinking wasn't satisfying what God had planned. You know, when you look at your life spiritually, when you, I look at my life and, and what it looks like, God's intention is that when he talks about, and the water I give them shall become a perpetual spring welling up from within them with eternal life. He's not talking about a spring that's just going to flow sometimes, not the next. Not when the water tables are down, it won't, won't flow. He's talking about a perpetual spring. 
You can't stop that thing. It just gushes out. And you know what? When I'm walking in right relationship with Jesus and when I'm drinking from the living well, it flows out of me. But when I'm living it in a dehydrated or a parched state, there's not a lot of fresh coming out of my mouth to others, love for others. I don't feel refreshed in loving others. I don't want to grow spiritually because I've, I'm feeling thirsty for myself. But I don't even recognize it sometimes. You know, and I love the fact that I can come to God and he really gets, and maybe if you can put up that slide, guys, of what that looks like, a water catchment that is dry. And you can see that it's been in the sun and it's cracked and... You know, and I've been in some interesting battles in life, and maybe, Sean, you can come and join me. And I found myself looking at the water that was once, like this little guy here, sitting on the dry ground and going, I really want some refreshing, and I wish it would rain. I wish that I could actually drink again and taste of how good God is. But I sat there and I allowed myself to live in the state until I decided that I'd had enough until I took some time to reflect and remember what it was like to be able to draw from the wells of salvation with joy. Maybe you're here today and you, look, you're a Christian. I know that you love God, but your life is dry. You're thirsty and you're looking for answers. You go to God's Word and it feels like it's dry. You go to God and go to pray and it's just like, surely it's been an hour and it's been five minutes. Anybody been there? Have I got any friends? Am I the only one that feels like that at times? And there have been times when I go to God and I go to pray, I go to His Word and I go to worship. And there's been times when I thought, you know, I just really want to listen to that, that current song. I like that more than that worship. And I know there's something wrong. I have to stand back and I have to look and go, God's Word's full of living water. He's life. He wants to give it to me more abundantly, but I'm dry. This is my doing. It's not His. I forgot to come and to seek my refuge under the shadow of His wings because it was cool and sheltered me from the heat of the day. I forgot to drink of God's Word that would refresh and that would nourish me. Psalm 63, 1, it says, Oh God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And that's at times how I feel like you, because you're not alone. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'm really believing that today God's going to restore something of the joy that He gives you. Joy unspeakable, big, full of glory, nothing like it. Better than winning an NRL final or really just sealing that the blood is low cup and anything like that. But the joy that God's going to give you is going to be big. It's going to explode out of your life. A happiness, a joy, a joy of knowing that your life is right with God, a joy that you're able to go to God's Word and draw from the wells of salvation. Not just a well, the wells, the books of the Bible, the wells of salvation, the refreshing, the blessing, the wisdom, the encouragement, the Psalms, the songs that we will sing. But it takes us stopping and realising this like, 
David. He certainly wasn't in parts of his life a life worth copying or following. Actually not good. But he comes to God and he says this, and I've read and I've read and I've read the scripture. And if we want to, God to refresh the joy, God to refresh us with fresh water, David comes and he says, he goes, God created me a pure heart. I love his honesty and his sincerity. God created me a pure heart. And there's something about my life. I echo, God created me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Don't cast me from your presence, please. Draw me close again. I'm coming close to you. I'm running to you. You're like the prodigal son's father. You're waiting and you're looking and you're running towards me and you're ready to put the robe on my shoulders and the ring on my hand and you sandals on my feet. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.